Welcome to the Stellar Labs podcast, Future Learning Today. At Stellar Labs, our mission is to bust the technology skills crunch with effective, measurable, engaging training. We consult on, design, and deliver the technical and people skills and competencies you need in business. In these podcasts, you'll hear from industry experts and practitioners from the worlds of technology and training. They'll share their experience, insights, and inspiration, and their visions for the future with you. Keep listening to start your future learning here today. Hello, and welcome back to the Stellar Labs podcast. Today, I'm talking to Patrick Kuhlmans, cybersecurity entrepreneur. Welcome, Patrick. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Hi, Stella. It's a real pleasure to have you. I've heard a lot about you, and I'm very, very interested to know what what a cybersecurity entrepreneur actually does, or what you do. Well, uh, what I used to do was uh, I used to have my own company for uh, quite a while, 20 years, something like that. And then uh, I joined a large corporation where I was in a strategic role. But nowadays, uh, last two, three years, I've been especially helping other entrepreneurs with their digital journey and uh, giving them, of course, also more insights into the cybersecurity aspects of that. Okay, and what sort of, anybody in particular or types of organizations you can tell us about? Well, it's uh, different kinds, of course, uh, both uh, on, at the consumer side, so um, especially digital product companies who consume cybersecurity, because of course, every digital product they want to sell to their customer, like SaaS companies, eh? Um, they need to be secure, but uh, I'm also helping uh, out a few cybersecurity companies, uh, startups, in fact, as well. Okay. And and those product companies, is, is that sort of the Internet of Things? Is that the sort of things they're creating or are we talking something different? A digital product company is, in fact, a company that produces something that is consumed by someone else and while... Uh, one company may be producing benches or uh, garden furniture. There is no digital component in it. So nobody cares if the bench or the garden furniture was created in a secure uh, and cyber resilient way. Uh, it's a bench. But uh, if you deliver something like a smart component or an app or an application or an algorithm or data, to, uh, to others, to companies or consumers, of course, it has to be secure. And 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 your role in this is is giving advising them, or and is it advising them about the cybersecurity itself, or more about the business aspects? I'd say more about the business aspects and uh, the strategic aspects. Uh, and when it comes to the real cybersecurity bits and pieces, um, for me, this is well already. A couple of years ago that I was in that uh, kind of detail. So I know, of course, uh, a lot of cybersecurity uh, practitioners and I'm always uh, connecting the dots for them. So in making introductions and making sure people have access to the to the right kind of uh, knowledge and expertise. But my my point of view is mostly business and, and long term business strategy. OK. And what do you think is the long term sort of prospects for um, organizations working within the cybersecurity field? 
organizations working in the cybersecurity field? Well, I think um, hmm, uh, it's only the start. Um, we see today so many cybersecurity companies. Probably there's going to be a whole uh, consolidation, maybe. Um, but um, I think uh, we need much, much, much more of it. Uh, I like to make the comparison for cybersecurity and the evolution of cybersecurity with uh, how you know uh, airport security evolves. Uh, I don't know if you remember in uh, in the 60s, 70s, how they were hijacking planes all the time in the US. They had like hundreds of planes that were hijacked in a decade. And still, airports were not secure. It took them more than, I believe, 25 years to get airport security up to a minimum uh, level, in fact. Um, and there's, well, there's a whole industry around it now. So if you look at digital and how apps and SaaS and uh, all these things have evolved and Internet of Things, well, I, I think we're just starting the journey now. And uh, there is no standardization, almost no certification. Uh, everyone is just trying to do their best. and. Uh, well, from an opportunity perspective, it's it's a great time to be in cybersecurity. And, and I think for a lot of people, a lot of organizations who've perhaps been in business for a long time, they're not really even thinking about cybersecurity or they or they're not they're not really aware of what they need to do to be cybersecure. I'm not sure if it comes to awareness. In fact, uh, it's like uh, people driving too fast with the car. Probably they're all aware they drive too fast, but they just don't care because maybe they have other priorities like fun, whatever. I don't know. Uh, for especially startups, the uh, first priority is getting an MVP out, getting funding, getting the first customers, trying to organize themselves, hiring that first salesperson. I'm not sure if it is a, a matter of uh, awareness I think it's only having 24 hours and seven days in uh, in a week. Um, so it comes to, okay, how much of the time and all of the resources, the people, the money, do I want to spend to cybersecurity and how do I start with it? It's, um, it's a challenge for those, uh, especially for startups, to find the right expertise. So it's easier to just say, let's just create an MVP, bring it out, bring it on the market, and we'll see how it goes. And then later on, we can try to, uh, to close the gap, try to increase the cybersecurity maturity, and uh, let's hope for the best. Uh, well, maybe that works, but of course, it's a, it's a bad habit. It's, um, like pushing your debt forward, it creates a digital debt over time that becomes very hard to overcome. However, when, when, when I look at uh, the more uh, larger companies and enterprises, they have the awareness, definitely, because cybersecurity is usually one of the top three uh, management priorities and board priorities. Since last one year, last two years, if you read the reports of a World Economic Forum and uh, and others, it's really a priority. 
knowing how to make cybersecurity effective is another story, of course, because you could look at cybersecurity as a as a, a spending well where you can pour a lot of money in without it being really very effective. So, so for smaller companies or for companies starting out, they really need to start out with cybersecurity right at the start, because Definitely. if they don't, what you're saying is is that their their systems, their apps, their their software mm-hmm. isn't designed with that in mind. Correct, correct, and that's that's what we see. Um, and usually, these service, these these startups, uh, they. Uh, uh, bring their minimum viable product on the market or sign up the first customers. And then at a certain point in time, they start to talk with a larger customer. And the larger customer does a third-party vendor assessment and, well, comes to the, to the conclusion that, hey, your application is absolutely not secure. We can't use it. Everyone has wasted uh, a lot of time. The startup is probably in a stage where it's uh, already burning quite some cash because they've already hired maybe salespeople. And then all of a sudden they're in a position they have to redevelop their architecture, revise their architecture, do a 2.0 that is much more secure. And they lose six months, nine months, which could be killing them at that point in time. So um, having the attitude and the value of cybersecurity and privacy by design from day one is uh, absolutely a must and is a big differentiator we've seen between companies that make it or companies that uh, that fail halfway. I think that's really, really good advice for any startup at the moment then to, to really, really put that in place right, right from the beginning. Thank you for that. So one of the, the conversations we've been having, or I, and I read a, an article you'd, you'd written um, was that uh, we're obviously facing a lot of challenge with coronavirus at the moment. And for a lot of organizations, again, that's causing them to um, suffer. Um, There's all sorts of difficulties going on. But I know you've got quite a sort of perhaps a positive message to to share or a more positive message to share. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Of course, everyone is stressed out now about uh, this whole lockdown and uh, the fact that, uh, well, the economy comes to an almost halt. Um, but if you have a company and you really take yourself serious, I think during and especially after this crisis, you will look back and you will do a due diligence and you'll have a look, okay, what went well, what went wrong? How, how did our processes perform? Um, for example, I was signing up for an, uh, a new account to do trading, online trading, and I did it at uh, two different platforms at the same time. And uh, at one platform, I really felt, okay, this is taking almost three weeks to get me a trading account, which was crazy, in fact, and gave me the feeling, well, these, these organizations processes are completely manual or probably ad hoc or they're not able to cope with a a demand increase of five times or seven times. And at the other one, I immediately saw how they uh, approached uh, the new customer onboarding and the KYC. And it was much more 
streamlined and uh, digitized, and they were able to cope. And within five days, I was I had my account. I th I thought, well, if they can do it, why can't others do it? And other organizations will do their due diligence, and they'll see, wow, we've missed quite an opportunity. We've had uh, an opportunity to do it well, where others have filled the gap. So maybe they were in a leader position, and now all, all of a sudden they find themselves in a in a laggard position because they were not able to cope uh, with the whole uh, digitization of their processes. So, well, they need to to catch up now and um, do a fit gap analysis, um, see where the gaps are, what they can improve, and uh, how they can make their processes completely dig digital. So accelerate their digital transformation. Um, and I think if all those organizations are starting to do this, they'll need a massive amount of business architects, digital architects, um, people who are able to, to code, people who are uh, fluent in, in, in uh, designing um, an architecture, uh, using APIs, but especially doing this in a secure way. So I, th I, I really believe from a cyber perspective, this is a huge opportunity. Um, and I'm a little bit afraid now that well, the uh, available talent is just not going to be able to cope with the demand. Yeah, I think that's a significant challenge right now, isn't it? There's, there's all this need for digital people, but I don't think universities and schools are supporting the growth of digital. I think some are beginning to, but I think there's an awful lot, there's a big gap there. And yeah. I don't know, it still, it still has a bit of a, maybe a dirty sort of, maybe not dirty, but a sort of... Um, dark a dark feel to it people aren't so interested perhaps they see they see them as sort of cyber geeks or as digital geeks maybe i don't know why um i've never considered it something dark or <laughs> geeky because well uh it's it's very interesting and always changing um uh, maybe, maybe that is the one of the reasons that it is so much uh, subject to change, um, that you constantly have to keep up with the newest approaches, the newest threats and uh, trends. And maybe some other domains is, is a little bit less impacted by all this uh, continuous change. Maybe that's the reason why. I don't, I don't know. I have I'm sorry, still I have no answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> why that's a really people are not choosing for cybersecurity, and especially why we don't see more girls in yeah. cybersecurity. When I go to cybersecurity conferences, uh, well, it's almost almost 100% masculine. It's, it's crazy. And I think, Good. unfortunately, because of the perception and mm. because of that reality, that as a as a woman you go to a cybersecurity conference, you're one of very very few. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like your space. So mm -hmm. I think that is a constant challenge for women wanting to get into cybersecurity, that even if they're very keen, mm -hmm. when they get into the culture, it's it's not quite feeling like a place where they are normal or where they belong. Yeah, Maybe because um, cybersecurity is introduced from a technical perspective. It would be really great if it could be introduced from other perspectives, like from a business analysis perspective, 
there is a big, big need of people who are able to make the bridge between business and cybersecurity. So people with the uh, TOGAF knowledge, uh, knowing how to do business analysis and uh, having all the skills to really understand impact and needs of cybersecurity. That is, I think, a golden future. Um, and you don't have to be, as you say, geeky about that or have to be a, a nerd <laughs> from a cyber perspective to do this. It's it's. It's a business analysis uh, thing with knowledge of cybersecurity. Same goes for developers. And happily, we're we're seeing more uh, and more uh, women uh, who are coding, which is really great. But I think, uh, especially for uh, people who are used to code, it's a very natural uh, step to add cybersecurity capabilities and and knowledge. To their coding knowledge so that would be a nice entry point as well yeah certainly that's a good one i don't know whether you know but i used to be a coder ah, okay. so i was i was a COBOL coder many many years ago wow okay so i've got i have coding in my in my skills there and okay. funnily enough i have two daughters one of whom currently works in she works in public relations but for within the cybersecurity field she's been there 10 years and absolutely loves the cybersecurity field. And they know and, what the, the data dictionary is. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and my other daughter is about to set foot on um, her first course, Foundations of Cybersecurity. Wow, that's so, cool. So, um, yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe we, have, we can get some more women in there, even if they're all related to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so hopefully this will be able to fill the gap a little bit more because I think there is going to be a gap. Um, and um, especially for for startups, the impact will be negative, because of course, just to give another example, eh, uh, when the Corona crisis uh, started, I was just trying to find a good webcam, and I couldn't find any, almost. Uh, but the few places that had webcams, they had almost doubled their prices. Really? Well, it's of course. Um, demand driven so why would it be different with talent so i believe cybersecurity specialists will become more expensive yeah. and uh, if uh, big banks are willing to pay top dollar for those experts it will be very difficult for startups to get access to those uh, experts as well yeah because the big organizations will will suck up the best talent. Absolutely. So if we look on this with a, a very positive outlook, for those people who are um, interested in cybersecurity, or, or maybe they're not yet, but it would be a really interesting place for them to, to go and explore and to perhaps start getting some insights into how cybersecurity is going to be so important in the future. Absolutely. Golden era coming up. Fantastic. Patrick, it's been a real delight to meet you, finally. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for your insights, and um, I look forward to talking to you again. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please share it with your friends and colleagues, and visit our website, stellalabs.eu, to learn more about what we do and how we do it. Tune in to the next episode.